This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. COVID-19 is still a big problem and uh, with travellers. India's closed, of course, and uh, we've got problems with West Australia. I think they're flying back there. Any comments about any of that? Well, I think it's something we're just going to have to get used to for the next few years. There's going to be points in time uh, where you'll have basically lockdowns in different parts of the world and in different states and countries, like you see in West Australia compared with the rest of Australia, for example. Yep. And um, it's just something we're going to have to get used to. I think it means that if you do travel, um, it's a bit of a buyer beware. Um, you know, there is a risk in doing that, and you could well get caught in a country for some extended period of time. So yeah. um, effectively... Um, it's going to mean you'll only really travel if in the major emergencies yep. uh, because, you know, there's no guarantee governments can let you in and around our country at any point in time. No, I see they've got flights now from Aust- uh, into, uh, including uh, Tasmania. When I went to Tasmania a few years back there, I had to fly to Melbourne and then across to Tasmania, but I believe we've got direct flights to Tasmania at the moment. Yeah, I think that's a new service that's being set up um, because Tasmania is one of the states that has had a uh, very uh, small COVID yep. infection rate and so um, it's one of the places that the thing is um, uh, less likely there will be an outbreak so that's why I think they set up flights there. Oh well, fair enough too indeed and of course the livestock export is anything coming out of that uh, there was a suggestion it was going to be stopped? Well, it is being stopped, so the government's announced that right. they're stopping it in two years' time. Yep. Uh, it was an issue that was raised before the election, and um, you know, the, the Prime Minister basically said, oh, she doesn't like the idea of it, and she's going to put a moratorium on until after the election. And then, um, and then the MPI basically went through a process um, of letting some stock out of the country. Yep. And that was really just to... Um, you know, ensure that the contracts that have been signed a year or so ago yep. um, were fulfilled. Um, I don't think it was anything more than that. And they led the industry on to believe that, oh, there could be new rules and regulations that would be put in place that mm. would be um, sufficient for them to enable the trade to happen. But the obvious thing that has happened is the government never believed that for one moment. Um, they were always going to stop the trade. Mm. Uh, they just wanted to take it off the political radar at the election. And so they basically put a moratorium on it um, and at the same time gave farmers hope that that trade would still continue. And then they've cut that farmer hope off six months later. Yep. So um, they knew all along that they were going to do it. Um, they just played it so that they, the Greens couldn't jump up and down election time saying they're doing nothing. And the farmers couldn't jump up and down at election time saying you're getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah, so um, they just played both sides of the equation. And, um, yeah, it was fairly obvious at the time what they were going to do. And I had discussions with many in the sector and said to them, well, you know, don't believe these guys for a second that they're going to mm. do this. Mm. And um, the only way you get around that is if you had a, a smaller number and you made a deal with them on that smaller number. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't to be, and um, you know the you know what we thought was going to happen has happened. 
Well, there we go. That's a big one there. Of course, the other ones are housing, and I don't know if anybody's got a full solution for that because it's one of those things which has uh, been on the books for a while, hasn't it? I- any suggestion over housing there, David? Yeah, well, I, I think there. Um, I think we need to do a couple of things. You know, and the supply side is what is always talked about, and that's right. Yeah. Um, but I think we need to refine that a bit more. Like, um, you know. The, the culture in New Zealand is to have your own home and section. Yep. And, um, and you know, the, there'll be people out there that say, oh, you need that, and and um, everyone's got a right to a house and a section. Well, I, I think that those days are gone. Um, you know, yep. that we need to have high-rise accommodation, and people need to be able to change their lifestyle and just seeing a flat as a temporary thing yep. or the young. Uh, while they're working in a major city isn't enough. You know, we need people to to look at it as a lifestyle that they will be living in for their whole life, you know. Yeah. And um, and that's the bit which I think hasn't happened in New Zealanders' minds. Um, and it will happen, um, not in the right way. Uh, <laughs> the right way would be if, you know, um, there was a, an increase in building in those areas. Uh, people were encouraged to do that. Um, and it was a cultural change, but what's going to happen is the pricing of house and sections will become so high that it will force that change, and um, and that's not the way you want it to happen. Uh, but you can see that that is exactly what will happen in New Zealand, and yeah. you know, and it'll mean that we're 20 years late in doing what we should be doing now, which is um, actually you know on those main transport routes, close to cities, close to um, you know right in the city. I mean, yep. and close to areas of growth you know like if you look at somewhere like Hamilton East you know you've got fine shops there you've got um, the ability to get to have more high density in these kind of areas and that's what should happen and will happen and um, yeah we need to be able to prepare to change our lifestyles to live in that. Fair enough too I know a couple of three of the uh, city councillors believe that and uh, think there should be some uh, development of areas that get a bit run down maybe on uh, Victoria Avenue even and uh, going up to yeah. about six storeys so if that happens of course you'll, you'll get your wish as it were. Well you know not often agreeing with you and Wilson but um, <laughs> yeah, he is right in that sense. Yes. Um, I just think that the area he's picked might not be right. Um, right okay. you know, I think he, um, he might you, you know we've got to have a vision for Hamilton that's 50, 100 years, not this 10 or 20 year sure. one. And um, and Victoria Street over time, you'll need decent commercial buildings to go in that end of town. Yep. Um, it's probably more the Franklins I would have thought of where, um, you know, it's just that little bit further out that's got a, a few old buildings there um, could easily transform into accommodation, high density accommodation there. Um, I would have thought that would have been sort of the place to do it. Um, yep. And I would leave the sort of the Victoria Street to becoming um, high rise. You know, you never know who's going to go in these the rubber banks and those that come into town. Sure. Um, you need space for them to come into town because the whole thing that they want is to, to bowl a building and put up a big one. Mm. And, um, and if we put a lot of accommodation right at that end of Victoria Street, you actually limit your ability to grow the central city. Okay. So I think Ewan's right in principle. He might not be right in location, <laughs> okay. um, yeah. but um, he's halfway there, which is yep. pretty good for a councillor. <laughs> well, no, he's been right up there with it, so that's good. Um, something I read about 
possibility of the third medical schools back on the agenda. Have you heard anything about that? Oh, I think that's just false hope from the Labor Party. Um, the university's probably bumping it up a bit, yep. um, yeah, getting a bit more profile around it, but Labor's um, never going to do it because, you know, the, the, the Eden's their favourite city and um, the, the University of Otago do anything to stop it. Mm. So unless it's got a University of Otago name on it, they won't have part of it. So, um, yeah, I just don't think that that's realistic at this stage. I think it... Um, you know, until Labor's out and we get a national government and it's not going to happen. Right, oh, well we'll hang in there, we've got another two years I think, isn't it, for the election? Oh, I think it'll be, be shorter than that, mate, that won't last that <laughs> um, The uh, COVID jabs, of course, people are getting it and uh, uh, there are people still asking when are we going to get ours but I'm sure that that's being uh, looked after. Well, um, you should have got a pamphlet, look, we got a pamphlet in the mailbox. Um, yeah, that's right. I haven't read it yet, <laughs> but um, it says when it says this is your COVID program, so yep. probably should read it at some stage. But yes. um, the uh, I, I just can't see them actually rolling it out particularly well. Um, they're, they're not known for execution on anything, and so um, yeah, I, I doubt if this is going to be any different. Okay, we'll wait and see on that one. And um, the um, on the books at Parliament, any issues coming up? Uh, well, budgets coming up in a few weeks' time, so oh, right, this yes. week we're back into Parliament, and uh, so it'll be really around getting ready for the budget in a few weeks' time. Yep, that's sort of the main thing coming up, and uh, you'll see announcements from the government over the next few weeks, signalling what they're putting in the budget so mm. that they get through it earlier. Yep, um, and get the hits out of it. But um, yeah, that's the big driver at the moment would be pre-budget considerations. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.